Today we're talking with Jay Stein, CEO of Dream Hotel Group. Dream's one of the original innovators of the Lifestyle Hotel. We're gonna find out what life is like in New York City, and what it's like to operate hotels with unions, vaccine mandates, and inflation. Thanks for joining. Jay Stein, thank you for joining me today. You look great. Nice to be here. You look great. Where, where I, I gotta ask everybody, but where are you? You look super. I am in uh, Livingston, New Jersey, 10 miles west of Newark Airport and 20 miles from the center of Manhattan. Is that home? Is that back deck? Is that where you're sitting right now? That is home. Um, I have been uh, uh, in the city at our, at our corporate office, probably averaging about three, three to four days a week over the last uh, four or five months. Um, but today, uh, I, I opted to work from home. So, all right, I don't blame you. Good call. But, but we don't have the full team back yet. It's still all complete voluntary, which is a big part of everything that's going on in Manhattan and, and empty office buildings. So, uh, uh, it's been a little tough for us to. I wanted to lead by example and bring everyone back, but with COVID coming back and asking people to go on subways and and all that, we uh, and, and we haven't skipped a beat doing it remotely. So. I figured we will uh, we'll wait and see, but I go in often and uh, and I'm there usually with a, one or two accounting guys and uh, and usually that's it unless we have a special meeting, uh, which we have quite often, but most of the time the building's pretty empty. Uh, well, so tell me, how is the city? What what's it like? Uh, New York City right now uh, it's, it's slipping back a little bit. Um, only in terms of a hotel uh, viable business, it was. Um, it was really moving in a good direction in May and in June and good part of July as well. We opened up uh, three of our five hotels uh, that had been closed uh, between late May and, and, and June. And we were doing much better than we expected to be. Uh, we were already selling out on weekends, which is normal for, for New York, but I didn't think that would be the case. And we were in the good 50, 50, 60% range uh, most of the midweek days, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised. And the last hotel that wasn't open, we had planned to open that one. That's our five-star luxury, uh, the Chatwell property. And then um, things started to change. And, um, you know, with the variant issue and uh, we saw things not going up anymore and kind of leveling off and then starting to come down. And so we uh, we decided not to open up the uh the chat wall yet and uh, so we have that on hold but um we're running numbers again on our goal was we would open if we could lose less money being open than being closed uh and all the ones we opened we we lost a lot less money so that was good um so you know it's kind of but you know it's i don't think it's all the variant either i think you know the last couple of weeks in august you have other uh areas where schools have already started you have people thinking about Wow, my kids are going to be back in school for the first time in 18 months. Um, they've been having this free lifestyle where they've been able to travel. They've been able to work and travel. They've been able to work and travel with their kids. And I think a lot of that was just kind of coming to an end. Uh, we thought we were in a pretty good place. And then maybe we're not in such a great place with, with COVID. So I, I think all of that contributed to the slowdown not only in the New York market, but we're even seeing slowdown in our strong markets like Miami and, and Nashville. Uh, things have slowed down, you know, not nearly like they have in New York. And just watching the airline numbers, you can see those in general. Now, how much of that is the variant? How much of that is, is end of August, typical trends? Um, 
but I, I, my gut tells me a good part of that is, is the variant because people were getting pretty bold and flying and you, you're seeing that slow down a bit. Well, I mean, I got so many questions. That was a ton. <laughs> we're going to do great here today. This is going to be super. All right. I'm still floored by the fact that you still have hotels closed, right? Maybe it's just one, but you have a hotel. One. And then your other hotels in New York, at least, were closed, I'm guessing, from March, April of 2020, and you just opened them in June of 21. Correct. That sounds um, expensive. Yeah, well, we have a good company. There's about 150 others uh, that, you know, or maybe even 200 others uh, uh, that uh, did the same thing we did. And I would say probably 98% of those are also union hotels. So, you know, the, the union, um, to be able to flex as much as you would need to, as you, I'm sure you saw, hotels with general managers checking in people and right. assistant GMs cleaning all the rooms that were occupied last night. There were only 20 of them. Uh, you know, that's not an option. Um, and so the amount of minimal staffing you needed made that equation of losing less money being open and closed a lot harder to reach than in, uh, in situations where you don't have that kind of restrictions. Wow. Uh, when do you, in New York, when do you, when do you see that changing? Well, if you would have asked me five, six weeks ago, I would have said we're in the midst of the change. And yeah. uh, we were really in a good place or, you know, starting to approach a much better place. Uh, so that got slowed down. But I think we'll get back to it pretty quick, you know, whether it's four or six weeks, maybe eight weeks. You know, we figure out what's really what the deal is with COVID. We figure out what the deal is with uh, booster shots. Um, you know, we're going to solve this thing. Um, and once we, you know, once people feel comfortable about traveling and, um, you know, public transportation and those kind of things, they're going to go back pretty quickly to what they used to do. So I'm very confident, uh, our industry will be very strong and, you know, will every aspect, will business travel be back in six weeks to where it was? No. Will big meetings and uh, conventions? No. But we're filling those gaps with other things. You know, nobody's going to Europe, nobody's going to Asia. So we've got all the domestic uh, travel is staying here in the US. And a lot of people, even with it, without kids, uh, that now found they could travel and still do their work are moving around the country and, and, and staying in different places. So, you know, the restaurant industry is strong in New York. Broadway reopens in another week or two. Um, I think the first show, besides the Springsteen show, starts next Thursday, just before Labor Day, and then a whole handful of them open up around the 14th. Um, sports are pretty strong already in the outdoor sports and even in the uh, in the garden and those things. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard a lot of requirements in New York are to have people uh, fully vaccinated, uh, including the workers to be able to be in a restaurant, um, to be in a museum, to be in a nightclub, to be in a, a concert. So, you know, the obvious question is, you know, how much business you think you're gonna lose because of these demands? I'm not sure we're gonna lose any. I think it may even be, um, uh, you know, uh, a marketing ploy to bring people to New York that say, hey, I can go to New York. I can only eat in restaurants for the employees, the hostess, all the other guests are fully vaccinated. I could go to a Broadway show where everybody, including the actors, are fully vaccinated. You know, there may be a whole nother group of people for the next few months that feel pretty uh, comfortable about that. And, um, yeah, I think the vast amount of my core guests have been vaccinated anyway. So I, I don't think that's going to be a big challenge. 
bigger challenge is losing some percentage of my employees. Now, again, it's not hotel. It's only the food and beverage operations um, that have to have vaccinated employees. Um, so, yeah, that's a tricky one. It's just in the infant stages. It started theoretically, but the enforcement doesn't start till September 13th. So we're in the midst of putting out all these SOPs. What do you do if an employee says, I'm not getting vaccinated? You have to fire them on the spot. Is one vaccine enough? Did I have to have two? Um, if they're going, they're staying in the hotel and not using food and beverage, do you ask them if they're vaccinated when they check in? Because they do need it for the for the uh, for the gym too. Um, so that's a whole. Even if they're not going to eat, but they're going to use the gym. So it's, it's, it's a lot. But, going. but not. I love this. This is great, Jay. This is fantastic. All right. So if I'm a guest, I need, and I'm coming to New York. So one, I need, I don't need to be vaccinated to stay in the hotel, but right. I do need to be vaccinated to use the gym, to go to the restaurant, to go to the club, to go to any of that. Exactly. And how are you checking? And I know there's an Excelsior app in New York and I know, but how are you checking? Yeah, so different, and that's the other thing, you know, that doesn't tell you how you have to check, just as you have to check. So depending on my operation, uh, in some places I may be using security, in some places I may be using hostesses or managers, depending on the operation, depending on how it normally works, depending on, and where do you do it? Do you do it before they're uh, inside the building? Um, and then there's rules where you could come in and use the bathrooms if you're eating outside, but only if you're spending less than 10 minutes. So now I got to give you a timer when you go to the restroom, so you're only allowed in there for 10 minutes. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, the joy, and, and sorry, and the, uh... Employees have to be vaccinated as well. And I hate, can't believe it. I hate to ask this. It's sticky. But are the unions requiring vaccinations or is there so not doing that? That's a whole nother thing. So, yeah, right. in the union F&B, they don't have an option. Uh, that's a city mandate. So they have to do it. But where the employees, uh, for the hotel employees that are not working in food and beverage, don't have to do it. I have the right to, to make everybody be vaccinated if I want. But the union requires whatever I ask from my employees, I have to ask for the guest. So I can't say my employees have to be vaccinated, but the guests don't have to be. Um, so if I did want to implement that, I would have to then have all my hotel guests be fully vaccinated. And we, we've thought a lot about it. You know, we'd actually like to do it, um, but we haven't implemented that just yet. Uh, all right, so tell me what life is like, not Botswana, but in uh, Nashville, Miami, LA. Better than New York from the hotel perspective, um, but they've all had their own challenges. Miami, having, we're at 12 year old hotel in our group, it's having the best year it ever had. Uh, uh, an independent property that we managed for Jeff Green out in Northern California called the Heritage House, uh, by far the strongest year it's ever had. You know, these are uh, properties in the remote area, people from San Francisco, they wanna go, they feel safe. Um, Nashville, breaking records for food and beverage, best year we ever had. Rooms, not uh, better than other areas, but not breaking records. We're still off a bit. And even with the variant coming up stronger, we're seeing those numbers softening a bit in Nashville, but still good. Weekends were pretty busy midweek off a little bit um, from where we would normally be. Um, Durham uh, rooms were soft, uh, got, got stronger over the last six, seven weeks. And now it's starting to soften again a little with, with, with the variant, um, but food and beverage, uh, we, we did some creative things there. We did these rooftop, we have a rooftop bar and in the winter we put these uh, igloos up there where you can do 10 people privately in 10 different igloos and 
they did really, really well uh, throughout the entire winter with those. So, um, yeah, it's been a mixed bag, but, um, and, and, you know, we're, we're definitely having better flow through. So the revenues are lower, but, you know, we're having trouble finding staff. So that's keeping the labor down a bit. Uh, we've also learned how to uh, do more with less. Um, you know, we don't have the, the strong stand-up crowded nightclub. We have, even in New York, we were forced to do sit-down and lounges. So you didn't need as much security. You didn't need as much promoters. Um, so the expenses had gone down. So even where we may be, and we're also not running necessarily seven days a week where we normally did because it was a hotel, guests wanted to go to the rooftop. So on Sunday, so Sundays were good nights, but Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, we were open. Now we're closed. We're really open sometimes just three nights a week. And all those nights are really strong. So the amount we've been able to put to the bottom line um, in many cases is equal to, if not even better, particularly on the food and beverage side uh, through COVID by just managing differently. Interesting. Cheers to you. I'm, when do you see that opening back up? I'm assuming you want to open back up fully seven days a week. When do you, what's your best guess on when that happens? Yeah. So once things are, once people are comfortable, right? So once they're, uh, once we have enough demand and the city has allow us to operate, the way uh, we used to operate, there are still restrictions in some areas. Um, and, uh, you know, once there's enough demand and, and, and even if those nights don't make money or they may lose a little, but we can offset those losses because of the large revenues we're doing, uh, we normally do, then we'll be able to op reopen those amenities so they're open seven days a week. So if I heard you right, um, Miami's number one then serve our drive to uh, Northern California, Napa location. Uh, I don't remember where Hollywood was, but where was Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood's doing uh, definitely better than we're doing in New York. I uh, had a really good uh, summer, uh, uh, strong occupancies on the weekends, not, not a strong midweek, starting to see some of the uh, film uh, business, the, the uh, movie business coming back in, movie and television, which is a big core business for us there. Uh, again, starting to see a little bit of a slowdown now. Food and beverage pretty strong um, throughout Hollywood, though I think they're also, well, I think San Francisco, they're moving to a, a vaccination mandate too for indoor dining. So yeah, mixed bag. Had maybe next question. One, how are we going to fix our labor problem? And sort of what changes do you see coming forward? So labor, you know, uh, September 5th, the uh, enhanced unemployment you know, supposed to come to an end. I haven't heard about any uh, real strong pushes to keep that going. I don't know that that's a magic pill either that solves all the issues, but I think it, it eliminates one thing that we're not sure of, of, of what impact that's having. Um, so, uh, and I think it's time to end that. I think, you know, if there are certain uh, people or certain places that are having, uh, uh, you know, problems that they can't solve on their own and they need to extend it for certain types of people, uh, you know, I'm open to listening to that, but I think the vast amount of people that are just deciding not to take uh, a job because they're getting enough on unemployment, you know, it's good to end that. Um, and then if we still can't find people, we need to pay them more. We're not going to shut down the industry, right? Restaurants aren't going away. Hotels aren't going away. And if uh, $12 an hour isn't enough and 14's not and 18's not and 22's not, then we're going to pay them 25. And if we're going to pay them 25, then my $275 rate for the room doesn't flow through enough to make a business out of it. So I'll be charging 330. 
And just like you're paying 25% more now when you go out for dinner and you're still paying it, you'll pay 25% more and stay in a hotel room. Um, you know, the market's going to take care of itself. But what, what I think we need to end, though, is any factors that are keeping people from being motivated to work. Um, and then uh, whatever we need to pay them, we're going to end up paying them. Whatever we need to charge, we're going to need to charge. And again, I don't think hotels or restaurants are, are going to be vanishing anytime over the next couple of thousand years. So uh, uh, we'll figure out what, what it needs to be. And, and I also think this whole um, inflation issue, which is real, um, has not really, or in a lot of markets like New York and other markets like New York, haven't really seen the room rates come up because there's not enough demand, right? Because of COVID. But once COVID solved and there is that demand, you know, real room rates in New York City haven't gone up in 25 years. You know, we were hovering around 200, 200 quarter at, uh, in 1998, you know, and it's, it's not that far, you know, from that. And, um, and, and I was reading somewhere that like between 1985 and 2000, the rates in New York went from like $30 average rate to like 200 in like that 15. They come like in big spurts yes. and then it moves a lot. And we've been really stagnant for a long time. So I, I think that's an inflation that instead of being used to paying 200, you're going to pay 325 and rates are going to go up tremendously uh, and the industry will make sense again. And that's what you stay for an average hotel. Um, and then you'll decide if you want to travel and go. But just like airlines, people pay 250 one week and they pay 650 another week. Uh, yeah, they don't like paying the 650, but they pay it. And um, so the market will take care of itself. We'll figure out the labor. We'll pay them what we need to pay them. Uh, it's not going to happen over the next two months. But as the enhanced unemployment ends, as COVID at some point comes under control, uh, we will figure out what do we actually need to charge for what we're having to pay people to work here. Uh, give me some other, maybe wrapping up a little bit, but give me some, how's our industry going to change? Maybe it's technology, maybe it's something. Tell me what our future might look like. You know, I don't think it changes all that much. Uh, you know, it's been around for 5,000 years. You know, the, the core things that we do are going to, is what we're going to need to do, uh, provide safe, clean, friendly accommodations uh, that when people travel, um, you know, they, they, they're comfortable and they feel safe and they have a place to eat and somebody to talk to. And if you could put good looking people from the community to talk with these travelers that are in town and then put them into a nightclub where they feel good. And uh, that's where the energy and the magic and, and that's what was that. That's what happened in the 20s and in the 30s in great cities. And, you know, we got away from that in the 60s and 70s. And we started building these hotels that were just nice and pleasant, but they weren't, you know, highly stylized. They weren't great food and beverage uh, places. They weren't great nightlife places. Uh, and then Ian Schrager just slapped everybody around and said, come on, let's build some great hotels again. And uh, we got on board, you know, 25 years ago and uh, we thought he was a genius at what he was doing and uh, changed a little bit from what he actually did, but I was giving him a ton of credit. And uh, 25 years later, you know, every brand in, in the world now is trying to emulate and, and, and do highly stylized hotels with great food and beverage and, uh, and, and a place where a community comes in and uses the hotel. Uh, but yeah, of course, there's things that are changing. I think technology uh, is always going to be an important uh, thing for our industry. I think one of the big things, and you're, you're reading a lot about it, that we're going to start charging nickel and diamond people the way we do in, in the airlines. You know, you want to stay on a higher floor, it's 20 bucks more than a lower floor. I'd pay it. 
Um, you want to save uh, 50 bucks and, and not have housekeeping for three days? I don't need housekeeping. When I, I come to the hotel, I, you know, I barely make a mess. And when I get up, I take the duvet, I put it over the pillows that I just slept on, and I walk out for the day. And I, and I come back, and I, and I do think the majority of people are like that. They may not make the bed like I do, but uh, they're not making a total mess of the room. And, uh, um, and for the four-star or the three-star, three-and-a-half and lower, I think it makes perfect sense. Maybe if you stay four days or three or days or longer, you get a day of, uh, of service. Um, but things have got to change. We've got to find a way to keep our industry profitable. Um, so I think I am offended by it, but yeah. uh, but I think you're right. I think it's the way we're headed. I mean, I think we're hoteliers. That's not who we are, but yeah, this is where we're headed. This is where it's going. Everyone I'm talking to now, this is- Yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't think it works You know, in the luxury market. You, you don't need to be there, but I think almost in every other market, it probably yeah. makes sense. Um, I think so. So Jay, let's wrap up. But I, yeah, I want to wrap up. I want you to tell me your robot story in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a technology uh, item go. as well. Um, you know, we were looking at some robot technology. I'd love to see it. Uh, you can clean the rooms, but we haven't figured that one out yet. But we have, uh, the, or the industry has figured out how to have them deliver things. And, uh, you know, that's a common item, you, whether uh, people have food ordered from the outside, uh, to, particularly during COVID time when room service isn't available, uh, or just extra towels, linens, uh, whatever it may be. It, uh, there's this technology out there where you can buy these robots relatively cheap and they're programmed and um, they come and deliver. So I, I was staying at the Dream in Hollywood. We have uh, Alfred, the robot there and dressed in a really cool bow tie. And uh, I forgot about it. I, I, had, I had approved it. I knew it was there, but I, I just didn't remember. And I ordered some, uh, I was there during, you know, last couple months ago during COVID and ordered some food to go. And I called down a desk and said, hey, you know, I wanted something to eat. When it comes, just let me know. I'll come down and get it. And they said, no, don't worry, Mr. Stein. We'll send it up to you. And I said, oh, that'd be great. Thank you. And sure enough, my phone rang and said, um, your order is at your front door. And that's all it said. It was like a canned message. So I went to the front door and it was Alfred. And I just couldn't help but laugh. Uh, and, and, a, and a digital suite on the front. And it said, uh, please, uh, uh, you know, hello, I'm Alfred, uh, the robot please uh, take your package and this flap opens and I reach in and I take it and the flap closes and it says, do you need anything else, Mr. Stein? And yes or no, and I hit no. And it said, I hope you enjoyed my service today. And it was one through five and I hit five and the thing goes, yay. And then it turns around and it goes to the elevator and I don't even know how it works, but the elevator knows to come and opens up and it goes back to a station in the lobby. And it was flawless. And now I've seen numerous posts on Instagram and people just hysterical and love the robot. And it works and it saves us money on labor. So uh, technology uh, at its best. I love it. Uh, here's to more robots <laughs> or not. Uh, Jay, this is great. This is fantastic information. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your vision. Uh, boots on the ground and the operations. So uh, we love the information. Thanks for taking the time to share with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and I look forward to doing it again sometime. Let's do it. I'll see you at the next conference. Will do. Thanks, Jay.